Hey, this is Randall. And this is John. From the Don't Wake the Kids podcast. You're listening to our favorite podcast, Weird. I hope you're ready for some funny. Ace Podcast. Weird. first i'm not saying anything <laughs> I, was, I was just gonna see how you're gonna look go. at me and i'm gonna just, look at you just, how's it going mate off of the distance <laughs> it was like a showdown yeah how are you did you say mate yeah i said how are you, you doing mate australian? are you australian now mate? Good be, right? hey uh adam's gonna be pretty excited i finally sent his package to him. did you really yep good hey, adam i really hope you like that that box i sent yeah because yeah. it like literally second mortgage on the home to get it to you <laughs> he knows remember he sent us one you know i i outdid him <laughs> Well, we'll see. He was smart. He did it. He did it with really lightweight stuff to Australia. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't have Australia. sent those bricks. That was that was your mistake. I thought that he would appreciate masonry, <laughs> American masonry. Yes, I thought he would. You know, <laughs> that's not a brick. That's not a brick. This is a brick. <laughs> um, so uh, it's on the way, might. Well, speaking of, uh, and I should tell him I sent him. No, 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 it's, no. It's a weird collection, but I will tell you this. No, I'm not going. Go not, ahead. I'm not going to tell him what it is. <laughs> All right. But I will. I'll give them categories. There are a couple of couple in the sweets category. Yeah, good, good. And there's one in the cooking category. And the reason one is in the cooking category is because it's it's unique to Tennessee. Okay, good. So when, yeah. once you get it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's hot in here. No, it feels great. No, Studio Two is is stifling today. No, it's not. I don't know what's wrong. Uh, you know what? What? You're having a heart attack. <laughs> That's possible. But not probable. No, not well. I mean, I tell you what's anything's what, possible. I tell you what's possible is we got we got uh, a review. We do we do have a review, and it it came from uh, someone who wrote a review. Yeah, and it's was uh, that was that obvious? Well, who is it? Jake Ravenfaith. Ravenface. Raven. I bet he got. I bet he got a lot like a lot of tr- trouble when he was growing up. I All bet right. you know if you go around with a name like Ravenface, you read the. Does review. he have a beak? You read the review, and I'm going to read the email. Okay, Raven. Okay, you know what, Jake? I was just kidding. Your name is Raven Faith. You know, yeah, like Faith in the Ravens. Yeah, like you have faith. Yeah, is that a good thing? Because I don't know sports. Not really. Not, not really. Not from, not from where I'm sitting. Well, let's just say Faith and Jake. Yeah, Faith. But that's and, not his name, though. No, his name's Raven Faith. Yes. No Faith. <laughs> okay, so what am I? You want me to read it? Yeah, the five star review he left us. Well, he says to note that it's fake news, but I think he meant not fake news. Well, he said, note fake news. Note fake news. I really enjoy the program with, okay. Okay, Jake. <laughs> I don't feel so bad making this, fun of your name. This is one of my favorite parts. He said, Greg. It's not Greg, okay? <laughs> I don't know why Greg is Well, the, look what he did to me. I know. Why is Greg the <laughs> default for Craig? Well, why do you think? You're er, eggs. Eggs? Craig's. Regs. You're regs. Both of you are regs. No, Greg's Aaron. Hey, Go ahead. Okay, so anyway, I really enjoy the program uh, Program with Greg and Aaron, whoever they are. <laughs> Always makes my day when a new episode comes out. By the way, what is an Oreo Speedwagon? Oreo Speedwagon! Got a bit of humor there. No, that's not humor. That is funny. That's not funny. That is funny. Oreo Speedwagon. You know what? Now, every time I listen to Oreo Speedwagon, which is never, I'm going to like actually think about Oreo cookie. Or no, when I eat Oreos, which is frequent, not real frequent, but when I do eat them, Whatever. I'm going to think of that band, but I'm not going to remember their name. Okay. Thanks, Jake, for leaving us that review. And you have been added to the uh, the 
prize pool. Jake is in the prize pool. Yeah, we got a swimming pool full of prizes. Yeah, pretty much. And then, and if that wasn't then, enough. We got a short novella. We, we got, got like a <laughs> short like story here. Christine Gant left us the darn bestest email we've gotten in a long easy, time. Easy. Okay, it says, I recently discovered your podcast and have been doing some binge listening, which is awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. The problem is, I like to listen to podcasts at night before I and as I go to sleep. So before and she goes to sleep. And ours is the perfect podcast for that. Because you know it what? really does put you to sleep. It really does. We, <laughs> we have trouble staying awake we, doing it. We have always given a guarantee that we're the cure for insomnia. <laughs> she continues. I'll be just about asleep. And Actually type that way. Yes. Just about Lots, asleep. A lot of use in there. And dad, dang it, y'all will say something that cracks me up. Now that I don't know. I don't know what. Maybe, she, she, maybe when she dozed off, she changed channels. She may be listening to Greg and Aaron. I don't know. That's true. Greg and Aaron. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I'll start laughing that hard, silent laugh that, though can't be heard, can be felt because I'm shaking so hard the whole bed jiggles. And my dog, who sleeps at the foot of the bed, raises his head up and looks around like he's checking for an earthquake. He looks up and goes, hi, you mind stopping that? <laughs> I've tried to sleep down here. You're making it rough. Rough. <laughs> you see what I did? Yeah, I see what you did there. I'm also from Tennessee and very close to your age. Wow, I'm R- sorry. The river's... <laughs> Should we speak a little louder? So, yeah, right. <laughs> Riverside High School class of 83 explanation I where point. That is. I don't know where that is. The only roller coaster I've ever ridden was the Wabash Cannonball at Opryland. Know it well. Yes. So last night when I was listening to episode 161, one of those laughing spasms hit when y'all reported the story about the slowest roller coaster in Japan. How's it going? This is a funny visual. The vision of going around that loop on the Wabash at 8.5 miles hit me. Which you got to keep in mind, the Wabash, when you go around that loop, we're talking about upside down. Yeah, twice. No inertia, just bodies dropping everywhere. Well, see, that's where I would have to disagree. We would just be hanging there because the- They're bars. The bars would hold us, and we would die because the blood would rush to our head. That's right, but it would be peaceful. It would be peaceful. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I give you five plus stars, the best laughs I've had in years. And Aaron is right. REO is the best band ever. And we'll just close it right there. No, what's the last part? What's There's the last more? Part? There's more? Oh, and it says, and Craig, you said you said exactly like my brother. I think she means you sound exactly like I'll my brother. I sound exactly like my brother. When Wait. you aren't talking fast. Well, I don't even want to talk that fast. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Well, thanks so much, Christine. That was such a, that email. I when I got it, I immediately forwarded. You Craig. actually you you teared up. I did. I was yeah. I was I couldn't talk. I couldn't talk. And that was really a blessing. Oh no! Here, here we go. Here's the prize we may or may not be giving away tonight, depending on how well Craig does. I like that other one over there. Well, that's for next episode. Okay. Oh wow! Looks like we're giving away a slim portable battery from Blackweb. Wow. If I could read the top part, it says uh, three times extra charges. It's a 6,000 watt. A 6,000 milliwatt. Yeah. No, milli-hour. I don't know what it is. It's, I don't know. It's something. <laughs> it's a big It's a slim, portable battery with aluminum shell with a charge status display brought to you by the guys over at Black Web, which seems a bit racist. <laughs> but it's, it's, about uh, the, it's about the size of your typical cell phone nowadays. It's, it, it, it's there to charge your phone when you don't have an outlet. Yeah. And it's got, you charge it that puppy up and you take it camping with you, which my wife got one, and she does the, exactly that. She puts it in her backpack and has power for days, baby. I don't know if days is a really accurate statement. Well, in order for us to give away this slim, portable uh, battery. we have to get, I have to figure out the song that Aaron cheats and makes up crap, and I don't know what he's... Now, this, this song, everybody knows, and the lyrics don't start... Add, don't, ask, don't add any pressure or anything. The, the lyrics start pretty quick, so I'm kind of... 
I kind of think you're going to get. You've already got guessed one of them. One out of like two hundred. So here we go. I don't know. Here we go. You have twenty seconds to name the title of this song. Okay. going to sleep y'all listen up here's a story about a little girl I can't believe you missed that world. And I, all at first I thought it was the Jed Clampett theme <laughs> everything she sees is just this? blue like her I'm gonna let her roll for me I can't believe you hadn't got it outside blue her house with a song at all this is uh um, the band is called pure joyce and they're covering eiffel 65's blue i don't know that song i'm blue you just literally pulled something out of your backyard you i'm blue oh my goodness where were you during the early 2000s not listening to music as bad as it was <laughs> Are I you can't kidding believe me? It. I can't believe you picked something you knew I wouldn't Everybody know. Everybody knows that song. I'm obviously, blue, bottom, be bottom, obviously, obviously, I am a person that does not know that. Normal people. Normal, every normal person on the world. You, on do, the world. you know good and well to stick in the 80s and I got a chance. but you Or the 70s. Let's see. The next episode. Oh, the next one's 80s. Next episode, we got a good 80s song that I'm... You it just, was one of my favorites and I know you loved you, it too. You just gave that away because I... There's no way... I, I, I was... I lost from the beginning of that I one. I can't believe you didn't know that I still one. don't know what song you're talking about. Well, guess what our prize pool is up to? Uh, 73. Close, 72. I was close. 72. Oh, so, I, gotta, I gotta ask the old... Yeah. So we oh, need let's, a, see if, let's see if the iPad's gonna butt in today. We're gonna pick a winner for the uh, Black Web brand new 3X Power Super Slim Battery. Ready? Yeah. Give me a number between 1 and 72. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa. Hold on. Something's not working here. I couldn't hear anything, man. Try that again. Ready? Yeah. Give me a number between 1 and 72. She's not. 62 is the number. 62. Okay. She's not. She's not. I'm running a beta of. Uh, no. You know what? This is weird. Was your, is your volume down? Let me, let me double check. That might be what the problem is. Well, now we've already said who the winner is. 62 is my friend from Amazon, Dawn Marie Luke. All right. She has left us lots of good comments and lots of fun stuff. So, Dawn Marie, get uh, Let me get try this again. Me. Let me just see if it was a, it was a problem with me. Okay. Like, hey, is Aaron stupid? Hi there, Craig. <laughs> That's it. Okay. So, so she's saying, no, but you are. That's what she said. That's what it means. My I'm phone, so my, thrilled. I'm, Don, the, I'm the dumb one because it was on mute. Dawn Marie, you have won the Super Slim uh battery portable battery thing, power thing, thing for uh charging up all your devices email me or i'll tell you what just just reach out to me on uh facebook instant messenger and i'll get all the info you've got one week make it so quick she reaches out you're just gonna put it in her hand yeah I, yes i am she reaches out i'm just gonna huh. top story fbi agent accidentally shoots nightclub customer when he does a backflip okay hold on a second because i saw the video I thought the FBI agent accidentally shoots a nightclub customer who did a backflip. That's what I was thinking when I read it. Yeah, but that's not it. Well, it's maybe if the, I could read it. Don't the, spoil it. The FBI agent does the backflip. And accidentally shoots somebody. Yes. Do you think he's still an agent today? I don't know. I don't know because the FBI did comment on this story. 
but they didn't say whether he was still an agent or not. I'm just hearing a weird noise in the studio. And it's don't worry about it. Messing me up. A These little bit. mics won't pick it up. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about if there's a ghost or something. Oh, here. now that w- they say it's haunted. They do say by that. the ghost of Lee Berry himself. Uh, front drama. No, not by Lee Berry. Some some lady from Civil War times that worked at the library. All right, brother. Are you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> we got off. That, that spooky noise threw us off. Here we go. <laughs> no, no, my co-host threw me off. A high-spirited off-duty FBI agent accidentally shot a person at a Denver nightclub early Saturday after doing a backflip while dancing. <laughs> the agent was captured on video as his service revolver tumbled from his waist holster <laughs> to the floor after he executed, maybe a bad choice of words, his acrobatic maneuver. Just as he reached for the gun, it discharged with a loud pop. Okay, I'm thinking it, it was, I'm thinking it was probably sound like a you gun. can't really hear the music over right. I mean hear the gun over the music in the video but you can see the flash <laughs> striking a, I gotta watch that striking a patron in the leg the agent tucked the weapon into his waistband raised his hands and walked away from the crowd <laughs> he took off. just like nothing happened he did. the victim was transported to a local hospital in good condition <laughs> is expected to recover completely the nightclub was evacuated oh. and managers are now considering installing metal detectors the local fox news tv station reported the unidentified agent was questioned by denver police before being released to an fbi supervisor <laughs> we'll take him denver. nobody can find him now no, you're right he's just he's just missing <laughs> Uh, Denver police are continuing to investigate. Charges will be determined by the local district attorney, attorney's office. This guy is out of a job. You got to see it. It's pretty funny. Well, the thing is, hey. how, I mean, how really? I mean, really? Yeah. And he looks down when he reaches and picks it up and it goes off. He's, he tucks it and walks. He oh, just man. leaves. <laughs> hey, I made a mistake. So, yeah. We uh, didn't talk about movie reviews. Oh, well, we can back up. We, we just did the top story. We, we can go ahead and talk about movies. What have you seen? Since that, we last met, just solo. That's all I've seen. And you'd seen it, so we re- you kind of reviewed that last last time. Yeah, but you've seen it now. I've seen two movies since we last but you, met. You, we didn't talk about Solo because you hadn't seen it yet. So you know, you no, you did talk about it. You, you kind of you gave your I talked you gave about it four it, lightsabers out of five. But I talked about it, but you haven't told us what you thought about it. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was good. I too give it four out of five lightsabers. Yeah, I give it four and a half, maybe. Mm. I tell you what, it may very well be my favorite Star Wars movie. Don't now, don't get crazy. Yeah, I can't think of one I like better. Empire Strikes Back. Mm. No, see, as as a young man, I never got into them. They kind of bored me. To be honest with you, you were at home dressing up like a girl. (laughs) Oh, you can play your little theme there when I pick on you. You Oh yeah, this is absolutely ridiculous. Get out of here. Okay. So anyway, and I and I saw a report the word that they're calling it a flop for a Star Wars movie. They're saying because of the where it ranks among all the other yeah. ones with the money or whatever. But I, I mean, I think they could have done a much better job. Again, I think they could have probably done better in who they cast. But I thought he did a good job. I thought he did a great job too. So what else did you see? I saw uh, Lori took me to see a drift. Have you seen the previews for that? A drift, a drift, like a snow drift. Well, they're adrift on the ocean. Oh, okay. True uh, story. Is it like? Uh, the one where they're stuck in the middle of the ocean and the sharks are circling them? Mm, no, there's no sharks in this one. No, oh, they are. I don't want to watch it. It's that's exactly. Yeah, I, I give it. Uh, I give it two out of five. Shark fins. I give it two out of five lifeboats. Lifeboats. Yeah. You know what I did? Now, Lori loved it. She gave it five out of five. Well, you know what I watched this weekend? Well, I've only gotten to watch about forty-five minutes of it. What? I'm pretty excited about this purchase I made. You don't have a three D TV, yeah. And I'm going to go down. You get the prime out of my hands because I don't. You know, nobody. You can't find. You know, three D TVs are kind of you know waning. Yeah, I found out that Jaws three D. 
no way. was on Blu-ray. Terrible movie. Terrible. Absolutely. Funny. Absolutely terrible movie. Yeah, I saw it in the theater because it was the first 3D movie I had ever seen. Oh, really? Yeah, I couldn't wait to get so, in there. So what's funny is the 3D thing is just kind of a feature. It's actually the Blu-ray is actually the movie Jaws 3D, but under extras, they've got the 3D version. So if you've got a Blu-ray 3D player and 3D Blu-ray really? player, and you've got the TV and everything, you can watch it. And it actually, you know... It actually looked pretty good. It was actually. I, mean, I remember there were like two instances in the theaters where something like oh yeah. came out at me. Well, they're a better movie. There are better 3D movies out there, and I've got them. I, Definitely, you could, I could yeah. show you some good ones at the house. But anyway, the um, so so I, that was a nostalgia purchase. Yeah, you went way back. Well, what I mean is, it's a nostalgia. Yeah, right. It's a nostalgia per, uh, purchase. And if if I if they would release Friday the Thirteenth and three the th- the third one in three D. Yeah. If they'd release that on Blu Ray three D, I totally get it, and I would almost consider getting that horrible Molly Ringwald <laughs> movie, the one where the space one that Molly Ringwald was in. I don't even know that something one. Adventures of the Forbidden Zone. I can't remember the name of it. But no. It was a horrible space movie. That's that's funny. Okay, back to the story. In stories. the name of nostalgia, we've got you know what we got we got an Elon Musk story coming up right here. Elon Musk theme. I think that's enough. Do you really? Yeah. Remember, I got. Remember, I want to. I want to take care of this show at half the time. Okay. Okay. Uh, I hate to stop that. So what we do sometimes is if we want to, let's say we have to come. I'm telling our listener if we need to record. Wait a second. Are you showing behind the curtain a little? Yeah, bit? a little okay. behind the curtain. Okay. If we need to record obviously we need to get our show out because we're very disciplined again the show absolutely done. consistent but sometimes we don't have as much time to get a show done and we need to get the full show right so what aaron and i have to do is we actually talk at twice the speed yeah and then we slow and it then down. we slow it down yeah. so so uh, in the spirit of getting this done on time we are speaking at super fast speed and so if it sounds a little goofy it's because aaron's talking <laughs> headline is California fails to restrict Elon Musk's recreational flamethrowers. Well, they were trying to block it. Yeah, they were. Honestly, I'm, su- I'm actually I'm kind of surprised they're actually allowed to sell them. Me too. <laughs> I mean, they're. And I'm actually I'm a, I'm, I'm a slight bit jelly that I don't have one. California legislators have failed to pass a bill restricting sales of Tesla owner Elon Musk's puzzling new product. It's not a puzzle. It's no, a flamethrower. A recreational flamethrower. Following opposi- opposition. Opposition. Oh, Mike Lindsay. I'm sorry, I have to work that in somewhere. This is absolutely ridiculous. Following opposition from the gun lobbyists, Musk claims his boring company has sold out of its first batch of 20,000 flamethrowers at $500 a pop. <laughs> People going to the hospitals left and right. Oh, it's awesome. Houses I gotta down. have one. I really do have to have one. Okay. He calls the product not a flamethrower because it's nothing like military or heavy-duty commercial flamethrowers used for things like agricultural clearing. Musk's new toy, which actually looks like an airsoft gun, has been described as essentially a propane torch, something like a weed burner. I tell you, in the videos I saw, it looked more like a What was the thing George Carlin, George Carlin talked about, the guy that invented the flamethrowers, the guy saying, well, I've got, fil- I've got fire. I, if I could just <laughs> throw it over there. <laughs> I haven't heard that. Well, you're not going to now because he's not alive anymore. But they are shown in a promo video shooting flames at least two feet. A whole two feet? Yeah, that's pretty much propane uh, torch. It looked further than that in the video, though. Musk has called them a super terrible idea in his own marketing promos. It's not clear why he is offering them for sale, possibly simply to raise revenue or brand awareness. Publicity. He's getting it. Or what they will actually be when delivered to customers. Sales were initially regarded as a prank, but Musk has announced he'll begin handling handing them out at pickup parties this month because it's complicated to ship products with propane. Why didn't he ship them empty? 
then you just get your propane. Use a standard propane tank. You know a lot about propane. Yeah, you know, your propane and propane accessories. <laughs> the first party is reportedly scheduled, gas. scheduled for June 9th in Los Angeles, which last year suffered one of its worst fire seasons. Oh, that's true. And they just put out that wildfire. It's been burning for like six months. They were calling wildfire. Uh-huh. Customers were told in a Snapchat note picked up on Reddit that they could toast. You're going to let that one go by, aren't you? Sure. Some marshmallows. Uh, marshmallows. <laughs> I turned into my grandmother. Wait, not Meyer Lindsay. <laughs> when I'm flamethrowers and marshmallows. Democratic State Assemblyman Miguel Santiago of Los Angeles called the flamethrowers incredibly insensitive, dangerous. Hey, what's an assemblyman? Is he the guy that, the assemblyman, is he the guy that puts together the flamethrowers? He is. That's, he's the assemblyman, yes. Okay. And he said, most definitely not funny. Get a sense of humor there. Yeah, uh, Miguel Santiago. Assemblyman. <laughs> Assemblyman Miguel Santiago. In his statement, he added, "We don't allow people. I'm going to do it like a. I'm going to do it like a, uh, a an assemblyman would. Okay. We don't allow people to walk in off the street and purchase military grade tanks or armor piercing ammunition. Well, it's not that. It's a flamethrower. I can't even begin to imagine the problems a flamethrower would cause firefighters and police a lot." No, you thought that was no, an audio clip, didn't it was you? Pretty, it sounded like we went to an audio clip. Yeah. It, it can't be any worse than fireworks. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Really? If it only shoots two fleet. Two I mean, fleet. Two fleet. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Um, I don't There's too not Ooh. enough time. But the, 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 um, the thing is, I don't. I mean, you've seen the mortars that people buy, fireworks and yeah. stuff. You know, things that do yeah. nothing but just go boom. Yes. It's like those things are like. I don't see how the flamethrower that shoots two feet is going to be any more dangerous than... I want one. I want one just because it's from Elon Musk. Technically, don't those giant sparklers, the really long ones... That's that's kind of a a flamethrower. This is absolutely ridiculous. Why'd you do that? I didn't make fun of you. It was absolutely ridiculous. Oh, right. (laughs) Man clowning around on escalator falls to his death at the mall. That's not funny at all. I'm, I'm I'm the assemblyman now. I didn't. That's definitely most not funny. I, I didn't say it was funny. I mean, except there's a clown involved. It is weird. Uh, Have you ever clowned around on an escalator? Sure. You know, slidden down the arm. Slidden. <laughs> Yeah, slidden. slidden. Yeah, slidden. I would say, have you ever slid down the arm of the? Not have you ever slidden? Slidden. Slidden. You ever? You made that word. You up. done it? Maybe. Yeah, we used to do that. We used to run all over the mall and like when I was kidding, like run up and be those annoying kids. J.C. Penny. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, yeah, me too. I, I said, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And now they, you know what? Not that I go in that mall anymore. They, that top floor is not there anymore. It's like offices upstairs. You don't get to it. There's no escalator anymore. Nobody goes in that mall anymore. It took them forty years, but they finally figured a way to get us to stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, a man who was apparently quote unquote clowning around and riding an escalator rail lost his balance and fell to his death at a Rhode Island mall. Now here's the thing: you don't clown around and ride the rail if death is involved. No, sir. <laughs> and it could be at the J.C. Penney. That was a pretty far, um, far. Fall. But you remember they? You remember they had uh, a lot of walls though. Like well, the, yeah. the walls, it didn't get exposed until you were almost to the bottom. Like well, then then the rail, you could have fallen over into like a ladies' like, the Sears section. One, the one in Sears is dangerous because it's just got the glass. Uh, maybe and you can topple right over on that know. one. But for you, it's twice oh, the height please. of anybody else. Whatever. Providence. This is absolutely ridiculous. You cut that short. I was trying to clear my throat while you did it. Uh, Providence Police Chief Hughes Clements tells WPRO AM at WPRO AM. We're the pros. They're the pros, you know? Yeah. What's, what's WPRO AM? Is uh, it WPRO AM? No. 
It's short for Providence Place. I don't think so. That looks like it's a radio station. WPRO. Yeah, yeah. At the, that's the Providence Place Radio. Okay, sure. Yeah. It happened at the Providence Place Mall just before... Oh, that explains it. Yeah. Uh, just before 11 p.m. on Monday, according to a police report obtained by WPRI, witnesses told... Uh, well, they reported, rather, seeing the man clowning around and... Was he having... He, he, he had a horn. <laughs> he had a horn. Uh, we'll work on that. We'll There's get, somebody dead. We're, we're laughing. We need to get serious. Uh, riding on the rail of the escalator before falling... As Aaron was a backwards, he was going off the rail on his crazy train. Yes, he was. Uh, he dropped one. Yeah, I wouldn't f- say backwards. You'd say backwards. <laughs> uh, he dropped one floor from the escalator at the movie theater level to the food court. He reportedly struck his head on a food court table. Clemens said the man suffered massive injuries and was pronounced dead at the hospital. Uh, it's quite a big drop, Providence Police uh, Major David Lapaden said. Lapaden. Lapaden. I don't know. Uh, the victim was a 45-year-old Paul Tuckett man. Paul Tuckett. Uh, his name wasn't immediately released. Lindsey Kahn, a spokesperson for the mall, called the man's death Lindsay a Kahn. heartbreaking accident. Lindsey Kahn. Lindsey Kahn. <laughs> Lindsey Kahn. Let me rock you. Let me rock you, Lindsey Kahn. I see what you did there. <laughs> I think my voice is going out of me. Let me rock it. That's oh, we 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 could be so blessed. <laughs> well, between my contact about to pop out of my skull, you look like you're having a stroke or something. Uh, your not. eyes are flashing at different. You're blinking. <laughs> <laughs> you can't talk. My my contact's giving up, and I was my my I'm got my maybe it's allergies. You look like an animatronic Craig that's malfunctioning. Is what you look like. How do you know I'm not? How do you know I'm? How do you know I'm? How do you know I'm? How do you know I'm not? You could be because you're not as annoying tonight as normal. <clears throat> anyway, so Lindsey Khan, a spokesperson for the mall, called the man's death a heartbreaking accident. Our thoughts are with the family during this difficult time. Khan wrote, "Police say the death appears to be accidental, but they'll review surveillance video because it probably looked pretty crazy to watch." <laughs> Uh, it's a death, so any death, you know, we take it to the extreme, our investigation, and we have to make sure if it's accidental, it's accidental. <laughs> That's him covering himself. Yeah. You know, we take it, if it's a death involved, if it's, it's a death, we need, I, We've really got to watch that video over and over again. <laughs> there have been a handful of deaths at the mall since it opened in 1999, including other people falling from escalators. A man died in 2006 after he jumped between escalators and fell. Did you ever see the video of the woman in China? They have no safety stuff at all. I mean, their safety, like, they don't have the sign that says so many days without an accident because it'd just always be zero. <laughs> and there was a lady at the top of an escalator, and the thing, like, like opens it ma- her, its mouth and eats her. Oh, my gosh. Like, like, like she disappears at, at the top, the kid's standing there with her, and it basically just... I don't remember how it happened. I watched it just in disbelief. So it's like the door's open, but the elevator wasn't Not there. elevator. Escalator. Oh. So like when the when the step oh, when the step is flat the step separated so no so the step is uh, flat flat and then as it goes forward it 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 becomes a stair right well it like caved in or something and just <gasps> she just disappeared in oh there. my goodness oh it, it and of course it was wasn't good news what happened to her afterwards because there, well, I think we know that's terrible she went to elevator world or or uh, uh, holiday world what she went to uh, a. <laughs> Escalator world. You know, you get two days for the price of one. And you get free drinks and sunscreen. (laughs) We're terrible. Oh, boy. Headline is Transport Canada investigating feces falling. I wish they transport Canada. (laughs) A little closer to Russia, maybe. No, I like Canada. Just kidding. I got Canadian friends, eh? Beauty. Yeah. Yeah. Rush. 
No, they're not my friends. They're not? No. Oh. Take off. Transport Canada is investigating two cases of cars in Kelowna, British Columbia, being struck with suspected human feces falling from the sky. So we have learned to fly, after all. I guess so. The first incident happened May 9th and covered Susan Allen's car. That must have been a big Is fella. Is this going to end up being... That's a big fella. Yeah. Oh, look at the size of that. You know, it's probably... It's going to be <laughs> one of these airplane things. <laughs> With its sunroof open. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Both inside and out. <laughs> oh, no. I started crying, and I'm like, I'm covered in poo, Allen told CTV Vancouver on Thursday. Oh, boy. The car. Where'd you go? I went over here for a minute. The car was just inundated with poop. It was just falling from the sky. You could feel surprise. You could feel the drops hitting you, Craig. I didn't feel them hitting me. Is it supposed to rain today? <clears throat> that acid rain. When I looked up, there was nothing but a plane <laughs> flying. Yeah. Three days later, a man found a similar mess on his car. Either that or there's some pterodactyls flying around. Yeah, that could happen. Which was parked in his driveway. Transport Canada said it's investigating the alleged incidents. Transport Canada is collecting and reviewing information regarding the reported incidents of May 9th and May 12th, and as such, is not in a position to provide more details. Daniel Savoy, spokesperson for Transport Canada, said in a statement. The Kelowna International Airport said it has narrowed it down to one of three planes that were passing. I called it. I said planes. Yeah. But I thought thought that was always frozen or something. In blue or something, like the the water. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Blue. Mm. Let's stick with the plane thing. We done with that? We're done with the poop planes. You done with the poop story? Yeah, the poop planes are done. Passengers unbearable body odor. Or oh dear, as it's spelled, forces plane to make emergency landing. So you know a smell you're stinky. of smell of somebody actually yeah. made the planes mechan- the, yeah. m- the mechanics of the plane. The actually, plane said, "I can't take it." The anymore. sensor yeah. went off, it's and the plane I, landed itself. We're going down. Many planes have been forced to make emergency landings due to medical emergencies or technical difficulties. But for one, Transavia, Transavia, Transavia. Trans- Trans- we're going to say Transylvania flight that was traveling from the Netherlands to Spain. The emergency that caused the flight diversion was a passenger's unbearable unbearable Ugh. body odor flight hv 5666 and oh to, boy yeah that's the devil's flight <laughs> lucky they got off with just a body odor yeah guy. right in route the spanish uh holiday island in en route I, you know really when you interrupt me like that it messes up my whole vibe well that's probably why i keep doing it oh that's that's also true yeah flight hv 5666 en route uh, the, to the Spanish holiday island of Gran Canaria. Is that like a Sounds giant? like a disease, doesn't it? Like I'm a sorry, giant, you got a giant, Gran bird, a giant bird. <laughs> was forced to make an emergency landing after passengers began to vomit and faint from the stench <laughs> emanating from the unwashed, unwashed man. Well, wash him for Pete's sake. There's soap on the plane. There is, reported British news outlet The Mirror on Friday. The man in question had, sm- uh, had smelled so bad. <laughs> That staff aboard the Boeing 737 reported attempting to quarantine him in the toilet. Would he fit? <laughs> Does it say he's a big man? Would he fit? I mean, you know, I just don't. Let's just let that go. Anyway, <clears throat> the crew's effort proved futile, uh, however. Leading- had to, aren't there normally uh, flight attendants greeting you as you enter? Every time I've entered a plane, there's been you, flight attendants. They would attendants. notice it, but they probably just went and just waved their nose. Like, but if he's that bad where people are vomiting. Well, the vomiting happened after they uh, compressed the cabin and everything, and then it started floating around. <laughs> Somebody needs to compress that odor. Floating some of those air biscuits in there. <laughs> um, 
Let's see. Where was I before? Aaron. Uh, let's see. According to the, the, the crew's efforts proved futile, however, leading pilots to make the decision to make an emergency landing in the Portuguese city of Fargo. Oh, I love Fargo. Uh, the man was then removed from the aircraft where medical personnel took him onto a bus. Why did they take him over to a fire hydrant? <laughs> I wouldn't put him on a bus. That's as bad as an airplane. One passenger, Mr. Pete Van Hot, said the stench of the man was unbearable. It was like he hadn't washed himself for several weeks, said the, uh, the Bulgarian. I don't know how Bulgarians talk. Or several Belgium. passengers got sick and had to puke. <laughs> According to the Mirror, Transavia Air- Airline confirmed that an emergency landing was made due to, quote-unquote, medical reasons. Yeah, people are throwing up left and right. Uh, the airplane diverted because of medical reasons, but it is indeed right that he smelled quite a bit, added the <laughs> spokesman. <laughs> Uh, it is not known why the man smelled so bad or whether the medical reason cited was due to vomiting and fainting of passengers on board. This is not the first time that Transavia, Transavia, Transylvania has experienced smelly incidents on their flights this year, reported the Express. In February, a plane traveling from Dubai to Amsterdam was also forced to make an emergency landing because a passenger <laughs> reportedly could not stop farting. We reported that one, didn't we? Yes. Uh, some passengers got into a fight over the persistent <laughs> flagellants forcing pilots to land in Vienna. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. That's You know what that is? That's, that's podcast gold. It really is. Yeah. Weird that, news that gold. That one's going to be on the, uh, on the Greatest Hits album, I think. Headline is Mummified Body. Mommy, what's an album? Mummified Body found in a hoarder's home year a year after his death. Was it in the attic? It was in the Australia. It's in the Outback, mate. That's not a corpse. That's not a blooming onion. It's really loud. Is it really? I think it's groovy. Oh, I just realized I've got control over here. You got volume control. What are you doing? You turned it off. I didn't. Oh, that's right. It's uh, uh, the the drastic instant stop. Yeah. Make sure you notch that thing back up. It's your remix. No, it's loud enough. Well, that one was. That's fine. Don't you worry about it. Just keep going. Australian police. I just realized whenever you pull that Eon, uh, that Musk crap. With, uh, yeah. With the, with that's the, not crap. Yeah. When you when you pull that crap with yeah. that sound, I'm going to go, whoop, turn it down. Well, crank it, crank it, crank it. Australian police were shocked on Tuesday to discover a mummified body inside the home of a man who died last year. They shouldn't be surprised if he's been there all year long. No, it wasn't his body. Oh. That's the weird thing. Oh, wait. Cleaning crews were on the scene of the house in Greenwich, a suburb of Sydney, Australia, that belonged to Bruce Roberts. Do you remember Bruce? He was a pretty nice guy. Um, no. Uh, he died in 2017. That's the, why I don't remember him. It was a year ago. The Australian Broadcasting Corp reported the crew discovered the body rolled in a carpet, and police were investigating whether Roberts hid the body before his death. What if the guy was playing that game like your kid, you're rolling yourself up in the carpet? Oh, I used to love that. And then he couldn't get out. Maybe. He was like a human burrito. And then he, he's his, like an enchilada. His buddy died, and then he's just, see ya. He couldn't get out. Terrible. Yeah. Roberts' neighbors, Bob and Gail Mager, told Nine News Australia that the man was Why a Why did they just tell one of them? And a, rec- and a recluse. He was paranoid about security around his home and had barbed wire and a knife. And I said, that's not a knife, that Gail be- Mager said. She said Roberts did not take care of his home and she never saw an open window or door from his residence. When he died, I was really upset and I was worried that we were next door to what could have done and could what we could have done to help him help yeah help him but the home was not very healthy environment craig you know what i'm saying well, they didn't tell me that so there was nothing he could have done she said 
Another neighbor described Roberts as a really solitary guy. He loved the game solitaire. Yeah, yeah. Played yeah. it all the time. He wore the same thing all the time and just walked up and down Grim- Grimwich Road. Wrapped in a rug. He lived alone and was really a routine, lonely guy. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, it is sad. He was, was a lonely guy with Charles Grodin and, and Steve Martin. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah, sad, sad. Uh, this guy was your age, too. He was in his late 50s or 60s and had the had the same brown jacket on. He was childlike in a way. See, the funny thing is you could say that, but you're older. Is so this you? Are they describing you? Maybe. He just had no expressions, nothing, she said. You'd say hello, and he'd just mutter, hello. I'll well, just not it, notice. What are you supposed to say? <laughs> he lived in a tiny little house on the corner. It's completely overgrown, and you can see rubbish in the garden. Pictures of Robert's home showed old tires and wood piled up outside his home. The yard was, in fact, overgrown and unkempt. What does that have to do with the guy dying in a rug? Well, there was a dead guy in his house wrapped in a rug. Hey. What? Dead Chinese lover. No, not a dead Chinese <laughs> We're keeping that in there. Absolutely. I was trying to say dead Chinese car lover, and I said dead Chinese lover. Hey, little baby. (laughs) What's happening to hot stuff? (laughs) Dead Chinese car lover buried in Hyundai Sonata. You know, if I was going to be buried in a car. It wouldn't be a Hyundai. (laughs) It would not be a Hyundai. Nope. Although Although I've had a couple of them. They were decent cars. Uh, We had one. Not good. No, no good luck. No, I had pretty good luck with mine. Lori had a Hyundai when we got married, so it was back in the. 80s. I had a couple of them. I had one in uh, later on in the eighties, and then early nineties had another one. But hers was like the first model that that they sold. Excel, like a, yeah, probably the Excel. Hyundai that was Excel a great. Was. That was a great car. I liked it. Mine was really good. We just got through saying you didn't. Really it wasn't like the it. best car, but I liked it. What a contest! I don't want to be buried in it. I wouldn't mind be buried in my Prius. Um, how about you just shoot me out of a cannon? Okay. Could you arrange that? Sure. I mean, honestly, let's be let's be fair. I'm not going to care. Nah, me either. Nah. Oh, you know what? I saw that what they can do with your ashes now. They could turn your ashes into a, an album, a record album. That'd be cool. And you could put 24 minutes of audio on it. Does so it have you to can be royalty free audio. Or no, something? they said you can use anything. Favorite songs. How they get away with that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's guess, dead people I guess, stuff. I guess musicians don't want to approach somebody crazy <laughs> enough to put ashes into you know. What a cool idea, though. It's like 3700 bucks to, to have an album made. It if comes in a it ba- sleeve. What if you play it backwards and the person comes back to life? <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, they speak to you. Make us, it could be their voice on the album if you want. I was dead. Somebody dig up my Hyundai. Anywho, back to our story. Hong Kong, a Chinese villager, was buried in his car instead of a coffin on Monday as requested in his will, according to reports. This is a Korean car, too. It's not even a Chinese car. No, they shouldn't have done that. The car-loving man from Baodang, Baodang, Baoding City in Hebe province, <laughs> surnamed uh, Chi or Ki or something, according to the website Kankan News, Kenny Kankan, Kenny Kankan News, uh, had asked to be buried inside his silver Hyundai Sonata when he died. Reported news site Sohu on Wednesday. You know what? You know what this? You know what this is? I just figured out. It just dawned on me what this is all about, Craig. Right before when he was sick, his wife said something like, "I can't wait till you die. I'm gonna get that silver car in the driveway." Yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> no, he's. <laughs> I don't think she'd want it. In a video posted on China's Twitter, like Weibo. The car is shown hanging by ropes from an excavator as it is slowly lowered into an oversized grave. 
Uh, villagers watch on with some helping to steady the vehicle as it's placed into the pit. Not a grave, the pit. The pit. Uh, the video had more than 1.6 million views by Thursday afternoon. It was in Will. It was in it was, it was Will. <laughs> Did you hear me? I heard that. It wasn't his will. Was it one of the front wheels or the back wheels? It was the back wheel. We said his corpse didn't need a coffin, but to use his car to bury him in. An unnamed villager says over the video, he has like... (laughs) We need another car. He has liked cars since he was very young. Uh, Comments from amused Weibo users have flooded in. Luckily, the deceased only love cars, one wrote. What does that mean? (laughs) I like planes. What shall I do? Another (laughs) said. While a third joked, ask the tomb owner to bring a driver's license. The police have been strict recently. Boy, those Hong Kongians have a great funny. We've got a listener in Hong Kong. Yeah, we we got a few, actually, yeah. Uh, Many have spec, and they've they've given us the approval of that accent. Oh, we say hello to a Hong Kong listener. Ah. Hello. Ha. Ha, ha, ha. Hello to you. Domo arigato. Yo, that's Mr. Listener I don't think that applies. Well, sure, doesn't it? No. Many have speculated as to what would happen if the car were one day dug out. A thousand years on, a museum commentary can say, this is the ancient means of transport. Extremely <laughs> slow. It can only go 100 kilometers. So who quoted one as saying? What, what Was that person like an expert on dead people in cars I, a I thousand years from now? I'm telling you. And for, uh, here, <laughs> if I said I wanted to be buried in my Prius, there, the, I think there's laws blocking that. I mean, you got to be like you probably sealed have, um, in the air tight. I'm sure EPA has something to say about yeah. it. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. No can well, do. Well, you probably have to remove all the fuel, remove any of the things that are contaminants. Probably have to do all. You, what a hassle. Just just burn me up or what? I don't know. Just burn me up. Sure, whatever. Before you go-go. <laughs> burn me <laughs> up. Okay. All right. Headline is Sherlock star Benedict Cumberbatch saves cyclists from muggers. Did you hear about this? Yes, I did. Dr. Uh, Strange. Dr. Strange or Sherlock. Or Dr. Who. No. He, he wasn't was, Dr. No, who. He, he could have been a good one, though. Actor Benedict Cumberbatch who plays Detective Sherlock Holmes in the television series Sherlock, foiled an attempted robbery by fighting off a gang of muggers in London. The attack occurred near his fictional character's home on Baker Street. So it was... I really like that, that song by Jerry Rafferty, Baker Street. Yeah, okay. Cumberbach and his wife... Cum- 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 Cumberbatch and Cumberbatch. his... C- Cumberbun and his wife... Cumberbach was the guy that wrote the music, the classical... Cum- Cumberbun and his wife, Sophie Hunter... Yes. We're riding in an Uber when the 41-year-old actor spotted an attempted Uber. <laughs> attempted mugging on Marylebourne Mer- High Street and jumped out of the vehicle. Four muggers were... I wonder if he had a, his cape with him. Maybe the cape did all the work. Uh, yeah, maybe. the one, But no, the cape just protects him. Oh, okay. Four, well, maybe, oh, but it may protect him while he beat uh, the No, guys the cape down. in the movie helped some other guys, too. I mean... I don't recall that. Yeah. Four muggers were attacking a Deliverio cyclist. A, a Deliverio cyclist deliveroo deliveroo cyclist and attempting to steal his bicycle according to witnesses cumberbach batch cumberbatch s- screamed at the attackers and dragged them off the victim uber driver manuel diaz Did you say driver age 53 told the son i was taking benedict and his wife to the club he was right? taking benadryl <laughs> but i didn't know it was him at first I went to turn down the Melbourne High Street. We see four guys who are pushing around a delivery cyclist, 
My passenger jumps out, ran over, and pulled the men away. They turned towards him, and then things looked like they were getting worse, so I joined Dean. Uh, he stood there, instructing them in the street, shouting, Leave him alone! Then it all got a bit surreal. Here was Sherlock Holmes fighting off four attackers just around the corner from the Baker Street. Diaz continued, I had a hold of one lad and Benedict another. He seemed to know exactly what he was doing. He was very brave. He did most of it, to be honest. They tried to hit him, but he defended himself and pushed them away. He wasn't injured. Then I think they uh, also recognized it was Benedict and they ran away. They said, I've seen this man with his cape. Things he can do. They said it just like that. You made that up. After the attackers left, Dias and Cumberbatch asked the cyclist, I asked how the cyclist was. When he said, I'm okay, Benedict just hugged him. Isn't that nice? He took his wallet. (laughs) The Metropolitan Police released a statement about an incident that took place in November. One of the males attempted to grab uh, the victim's cycle. He was then punched in the face, struck on the head, and hit with his helmet. Nothing was reported stolen. The victim did not require hospital treatment, and no arrests have been made. I want to order something from something called Deliveroo. Deliveroo. They'll bring you all kind of stuff. Deliver- and now Deliver- a weird moment from history. Deliveroo. Ready for this? Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, it's a short one for a change. Yeah. 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 I know you like the short ones. A recipe for disaster. Oh, who was that? That was the uh, reporter. Oh, that guy. Yeah. The following was a fatal recipe for a dinner date reported in the Northampton Mercury, 11 September, 1830. Mrs. Shaw, wife of Thomas Shaw. Thomas Shaw. This must have been before he got with sticks. Yeah, it was right before. Yeah. He's about that old. (laughs) Mercer and Draper boiled a leg of mutton for her family in a saucepan, which had some days previously been used to boil arsenic for the purpose of destroying vermin. Oh, boy. Why would you use your same pots and pans for that? I don't know. This was in 1830. Maybe. Oh, you know what? I bet she didn't watch the Discovery Channel. She She probably probably, didn't keep up with any mm, of that. Probably didn't know. Um, When the dinner was prepared, Mrs. Shaw sent part of the broth to a young man who was unwell, (laughs) about to be worse. (laughs) You bet. And partook of some herself. The Reverend John Hughes, who made very very good movies in the 80s, uh, Breakfast Club, (laughs) 16 Candles, Weird Science. Anyway, he's also a Wesleyan minister. Having called in, was invited to dinner. Oh, she killed a preacher, too? He and Mr. Shaw sat down and were in the act of eating. Is that an act? I think it's not when I do it. It's for real. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's more of an episode. <laughs> when Mrs. Shaw was suddenly taken ill, or was taken suddenly ill, either way, she was sick. And as the use, as the use previously made of the saucepan in which she prepared the broth returned to her mind, her head exploded. <laughs> it actually says. I love how it just suddenly, so it, it became, suddenly became old English or something. It's like, when Miss, Mrs. Shaw was taken suddenly ill, and as the use previously made of the saucepan in which she prepared the broth returned to her mind, she desired them to eat no more. That was actually from the paper of 1830. That, that That's what I'm saying, the writing, yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. The unfortunate woman lingered in great pain until Saturday evening when the date on her expired. <laughs> Her expiry date ran her, her out. expiry date. <laughs> That's terrible, when, man. When the arsenic dispatched her. <laughs> so she made uh, rat poison with arsenic in a pan. Surely she washed it. Don't call me Shirley. Maybe she didn't use the... We use those tabs that have the little the little bullet she, in the middle. She didn't use yeah. Dawn. Delta or, or Delta. Either one. Delta no. or Dawn. No, she did not. It's time for the Mark Patch Top 10. 
speaking of uh, cooking and leg of lamb, Craig, well, this week we got the top 10 weirdest diets in history. I'm going to try some of these, too. These are actual diets that people have written about, invented, and we got 10. And they're just as logical as most of the ones you hear about today. Pretty much. Number 10, the avoiding swamps diet. In 1727, (laughs) Thomas Short observed that if pat pat people, what is wrong with us the past few episodes? I think it's mainly you. Being around me makes me that way. In 1727, Thomas Short observed that fat people live near swamps. His treatise, what's a treaties? Treaties. His treaties. His treaties titled The Causes and Effects of Corpulence introduced the only logical weight loss tip he could deduce move away from the swamp. Well, that diet's like, not working for all, me. It's all that gator tail and all that, you know, man, all that stuff they get down there in the swamp. And that, the other. All right, number nine of the 10 weirdest diets in history. I'm convinced this one might work the tapeworm diet. But how do you get the tapeworm to eat what he's supposed to? Why waste your time planning healthy meals when you can infect your body with a ravenous parasite? Oh, I thought the tapeworm was on the diet. <laughs> At the turn of the 20th century, tapeworms, At the 20th? tapeworms were sold in pill form for diet purposes. Oh, my Eat more gracious. and lose weight. That's what they, they claimed. Okay. This one inspired by the movie Elf. <laughs> Number eight of the top ten weirdest diets in history, the cotton ball diet. Feeling hungry? Pop a cotton ball. They're zero calories, and they taste great. If you like the taste of nothing, at least they're bite-sized. That was an actual diet someone that tried to That cannot be good for your system. Can't be. Uh, number seven of the top ten weirdest diets in history, the Slimming Soap Diet. In the 1930s, if you couldn't melt your fat, you could always wash it away with soap products like Fat Oh No. Fat Oh No! <laughs> and Fat Off. <laughs> you Fat Off. <laughs> scrub hard because they turned out to be hand soaps wow both of them well you know if you scrub hard enough eventually you're gonna get through the skin to the fat you're gonna go fat oh no number six the cigarette diet oh man in the 1920s people who were hungry were encouraged to grab a cigarette instead doctors (laughs) prescribed it too much food may kill you but cigarettes will only give you lung cancer but you know what what most of the skinny people i've known were heavy smokers that's true it's you know it's probably because they're not reaching for like a sandwich or a cookie all the time yeah they don't have time to eat because they're smoke breaks too busy smoking yeah Number five, the drinking man's diet. Have a steak and wash it down with a martini. So just get cirrhosis and you don't have to worry about any problems. Alcohol is required at every meal and no restrictions on gin and vodka. Robert Cameron sold this diet pamphlet in the 1960s priced at $1. Within two years, he had sold more than 2 million copies. It was a bestseller. It's amazing in the early 19, uh, 1900s. The wackadoodles that were out there. <laughs> we watched the guy that uh, came up with the. Uh, uh, what is it? The, the ice pick lobotomy. Oh gosh! Yeah, this guy was spewing off so much bad st- science. It was just like, and he was just mutilating people's brains. That's terrible. It was absolutely crazy. I mean, yeah. I really wish I could have stopped you from getting yours. I'm sorry. Number five of the whatever these are top ten worst diets, weirdest diets, worst weirdest diet. diets, weirdest yeah, diets weird. in history. Uh, number four, the Sleeping Beauty diet. Guess what? You can't eat when you're sleeping. <laughs> you want to bet? Elvis, yeah, challenge accepted. <laughs> Elvis was a proponent of his weight loss method, encouraging people to sleep through most of the 60s sedated. <laughs> That's not true. That can't be true. I mean, sure, the drawback was you were atrophied when you went to get up. You <laughs> fell over. 
your body couldn't function anymore. Number three, the vinegar diet. No, vinegar is an amazing thing. Apple cider vinegar is incredible. But it just for things around the house, cleaning yes. and all this other stuff. I mean, there's yeah, nothing makes vinegar. A heck of a salad dressing. I'm not sure there's anything vinegar can't do. Lord Byron was accused of anorexia and bulimia, but he didn't. Uh, but that didn't stop him from popular popularizing the popularizing? vinegar diet in the 1820s. His basic idea was drink plenty of vinegar daily, plus one cup of tea and one raw egg. Side effects included vomiting and diarrhea. <laughs> so basically, dehydrate yourself. Yeah. And all the water you can drink, though. All right. Number two, the weirdest diets ever. The Graham diet. You can eat Graham crackers. Uh, I'm on. Wait, keep oh, talking. Go ahead. Keep talking. No, I'm, I'm interested. In 1830, Sylvester Graham was a Presbyterian minister and early vegetarian who believed people were fat because they had too much sex. Although, wait a minute, kids, leave the room. <laughs> no, it's just kidding. Although his diet of abstinence and veggies didn't last long. That Today's band name, abstinence and veggies. Abstinence and veggies. <laughs> Didn't last long. He's known today as the father of graham crackers. Oh, so he really did invent the graham cracker. I don't know. What a crafty fella. And the number one, Craig, the number one of the top ten weirdest diets ever, the vision diet. The color blue is supposed to suppress appetites, so if you want to eat less, wear blue glasses everywhere. Just think of your life as one long 3D movie. All right, well, first of all, you know 3D movies, the red and blue lens thing? Yeah, that's that's not actually what we're in the movie theaters. No, not anymore. But they were. No, they weren't. It's a common misconception. People remember it wrong. Were they green and red? They were polarized lenses. They were gray lenses. No, no, I had I had a pair. Uh, I, no, they weren't. They weren't originally released that way. No, they weren't. The ones I saw Jaws 3D with were blue and red. No, one eye was red. I, there's actually websites out there. I have to point you to that actually re- will tell you that you're remembering everything wrong. No, they, I'm not. No, you are. I had them for years. No, you're wrong. I hung on to. No. I, and out to prove my point. Now, now no, what, they, what they did was let they, me let me prove my point. Here's here's what I did. I took these glasses when I got home and took red and blue crayons and drew pictures slightly off centered and put the the glasses. You're off centered, and that's uh, so you so, are wrong, no, sir. If you let me finish, what I'm saying is they had re-releases where I believe they did do some of that, but originally those movies were all. And in the 80s, they actually had one lens that was felt really dark and one was lighter gray, and yet kind of felt like you had something in your eye. Uh, that's how those were in the 80s. It's, there's I can't believe you website. tried to tell me that my memories were wrong. They are. Read it up. Read it up. Read it up. Read, read up it. Read. read. I, I remember so well drawing with the two different crayons, and it did look weird. It didn't See, look 3D. Comic but. books and things like that always had the red and the blue. Yeah. And then, then like TV or video stuff would have red and blue. But the theaters, they were they were po- porous. Not this they time. They were gray. Yeah, you're remembering it correctly. Wrong-o. At your age, though, it's not really surprising. Look how I can just turn this music down when it's too loud and I can just talk. Hey, don't turn Mark Patch down. Oh, you just, I can't hear over Mark. Was that it? That's Are it. We done? Yeah, oh, wait, done. that was it. That was episode number something. 181. 181. And this is for Cassandra. Only 19 more till we're done. <laughs> is she going to be on the finale? I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking maybe she needs to be. We should have her here. Yeah. She's done more for us than uh, than you have. When she's waiting for episode 201 and it never comes. Just crickets. <laughs> All right. We're gone. Darn it.